You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lanker, and I'm here to help you connect the dots. As a pastor and professor for the last 30 years, I want to help you not only understand the Christian faith, but to make it a transformative part of your everyday experience. Join me as we connect the dots. In our last episode, we unpacked eternal life in such a way that we saw that it's not an event in our future, but it is the opportunity of a present experience with God himself because God himself is eternal life. And as we think about that, that should make sense to us. Because when we ask the question, when can you have eternal life? There's both an objective and a subjective answer, just like we saw in the concept of salvation. Eternal life, when does it begin? By definition, eternity never begins. It always has been and it always will be. So God, being the eternal source of all things, has no beginning, has no end. So when does eternal life begin? It doesn't, because God doesn't. On the other hand, though, even though eternal life is always presently available, because God is always presently available, our subjective experience of it means that when we enter into a relationship with him, a relationship where we begin to listen in a way so that we could do what God's directing us to do out of deep trust and belief that he has our best interests at heart, that's the moment that we enter into this experiential aspect. This experiential aspect that will go on forever and forever as God goes on forever and forever. Because as John talks about in John chapter 10, we're in his hands. We're, we're the sheep of his pasture and he now holds us with an everlasting embrace. And that's what I want to focus on in this episode is what does it mean to really experience this life with God? The best place that I've found to be able to unpack that and understand it a little bit more is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You might think that that's a strange place to turn in order to better understand the concept of eternal life because if you've been to any wedding, they use 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, in order to explain that love never fails, it just keeps going and going, and it's just the best. Well, Paul wants to point out the supremacy of love, but he wants to point out the supremacy of love not just for weddings. He wants to point out the supremacy of love for God and his people. That's his main point, that everything else will go away. Prophecies will go away, tongues will cease, knowledge will be done away with. All of these things that were part of our lives now, they're part of the relationship. But when we see him, and this is what he says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. That phrase, face-to-face, is just a really cool phrase that Paul uses here. It was a phrase that was used throughout love literature during Paul's time, and it, it would be roughly translated in our way of talking about lovers as being lost in the lover's eyes, just being consumed by them, being 
face to face. When Paul chooses to use this phrase for where all of life is headed, he's providing a very vivid picture of what life is going to be. Eternal life is not going to be consumed with streets of gold and angels in the clouds. Eternal life is going to be consumed with God himself. This is what our ancient church fathers called the beatific vision. It's to be able to engage God directly and to just absolutely be consumed by him. There's nothing in the world that matters more. Now, if that is where we're headed, this is what Paul says. He says, we get to experience that now in some part, right? Because the eternal one is present, and when we enter into relationship with him, we're getting to experience what life will be. This is hugely insightful for us because we're not waiting for a moment to be in deep relationship with God. He's offering us deep relationship now to be consumed by him in this moment. Yet, with all relationships, they grow, and they grow over time. And this is why Paul says, right now, we gnosko in part. We have a partial relationship, but then we will gnosko fully. We'll gnosko to the level where we, we will absolutely just, nothing else will compare with God. That might seem like the most cheesy Sunday school answer in the world, but I want to try to unpack how incredible that is. Um, Two thoughts that come to my mind because I've talked about it with multiple people about eternal life. One is I am scared to death of eternal life. It just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. It freaks me out. I got anxiety already about how long eternity is going to go. I hope in order to grasp this that you've had the experience of being deeply connected to another. Deeply connected so much so that when you got to go fishing with them, when you got to lay in a bed with them, when you got to go on a trip with them, Never once in that whole time did you ever go, man, you know what? When when is this going to be done? This is just about the dumbest time and the dumbest person I could ever be around. Never. We never say that because we're consumed by that person. We're consumed by love with and for that person. And, and it's like time itself just disappears. The whole day is gone because love has consumed us in that moment. And that is the exact concept that Paul's providing for us in regards to eternal life. We're not going to be sitting there watching our watches going, oh my gosh, it's been a billion years already. I can't even imagine this going any longer. No, time itself will slip away because we are with our lover, the God of this entire universe who chose us and called us to himself and said, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are now a bride of Christ. What an incredible thing. And here's the other one. If that one didn't catch you, Jesus has brought us into deep relationship with the triune God, the triune God who made all things and sustains all things. 
I, I want you to think right now to the most exciting thing you've ever experienced in your life, the, the birth of a child, uh, being able to lay out in the fields at night and see billions of stars, being able to stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon and just be amazed by just this wonder of creation, being being able to scuba dive in, in one of the most beautiful places of, of just coral reefs and all this kind of beauty that just, you were in shock. Like, you did not want to leave. Who made all that? Who thought it all up? Who sustains every last inch of that? And you wouldn't want to leave that moment, but you cannot conceive of how wonderful, how captivating it would be to be face to face with the creator of all things forever and forever and forever. Eternal life is the great, great gift that God gives to us. And he gives it to us now. The moment that we enter back into his family, back into relationship with him, to know him as good father with great instruction for today, tomorrow, and forevermore. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like more information, please visit us at drjasonlanker.com. That's D-R-Jason-L-A-N-K-E-R. May you go in the grace of God, and may you not just understand the Christian faith, but live it more fully this week.